0: Oh, okay well hold on hold on i mean i guess we're already i guess we're already recording we're here yeah ain't no ain't no backing out now you know we're we're out here going for it um yeah we're here man we're here on october i mean i guess it's 25th when we're recording this but when the episode drops it'll be the 27th Twenty seven. how's life treating you boy down in athens you know, life's pretty solid. I gotta
1: say, these uh, these past couple of days here have been uh quite the quite the scenarios. You know, I feel like every day is kind of like a new adventure. It's almost like uh, what's the best way to describe it? You know, in Pokemon, where you've beaten the Elite Four, you've just wrapped up beating the champion. Now it's time to go to the Battle Frontier. You don't know what the fuck is going on, bro. But it's a different. Yeah. it's a, it's some type of just it's just an adventure. That's what it feels like. Yeah. You know how you remember what was it ruby sapphire emerald how that battle frontier had like seven different places and it was like they all had their own little theme and shit like that that's what sounds it feels familiar. like me. That sounds familiar that's what it feels like down here because every day i f- always feel like some new random ass shit's going on so to, uh, what's going I will, on i will say i'm definitely hyping it up you know it's not like that crazy or anything but uh today and yesterday there was a little lizard right he was mm-hmm. uh li- he was living in the window I was sitting here thinking to myself, I was like, dang, this lizard, he must have crawled in through a little crack. What a crazy little guy. He'll get out of here soon enough. And then a day goes by and I'm like, all right, bro, this man, he's got to go because I do not want to. I don't (laughs) want this man to just die. You know, he's a little cute little lizard, bro. I don't want him to die. Um, Mm -hmm. And also, while, uh, you know, Angelique's taking calls and stuff, you know, she's working hard. We got our boy Kyan, down here with us as well. He's out here going batshit crazy, trying to like get at this lizard. He's just like scratching on the window. He's going nuts. He's trying to get the <laughs> lizard. And I'm like, all right, bro. I gotta take matters into my own hands. So I had to open up the window. Cause you know, like we've got the window and we've got a little screen mesh screen or whatever to like protect to the outside world, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's where he he was in between there. So I had to let the window down. I had to grab this lizard with my bare hands. I'm like, oh, that's the only nah. way we're gonna get this guy. So, I'm, so he crawls down to the bottom, right I raise the window up he's he's playing a game He think he thinks I'm playing ring around the Rosie. I raise the window up, <laughs> he starts climbing up the he starts climbing up the mesh. he's going up to the top. I let the top window down, he starts crawling down to the bottom and I'm like, All right, oh, Mr. Nah. like I, I don't know I don't know what's going on. I don't know what kind of situations you're dealing with in your you know little world over there, but I got to get you up out of here for you know everybody's sake. So eventually he crawls up to the top, I let the window down at the top. And I try to grab him. He jumps out. He flops in onto the ground inside of the inside of the house. And I'm like, dang, bro, I'm, I got to get him. So I'm looking on the ground. He's uh, changing colors and shit like a chameleon. I'm like, this oh, can't be real. Wow. I don't I didn't think regular lizards could do shit like that. So he's on the ground on our uh, brown hardwood floor. I'm like, all right, let me make sure I don't lose him. I, I pick my hand up just like this. Y'all folks at home can't see this. I pick my hand up and I strike. I grab him. And I just yank him or like not yank him, but, you know, I, you know, you grab quick and I pick <laughs> yeah. him up and then I'm holding him upside down. He's got his mouth open. He's like and I'm like, whoa, <laughs> what are, what, are you doing, bro? Like, just calm down. We got to take you outside. So I take him outside. I free him. He changes colors again and he's out of here. And I'm like, thank you, Mr. Lizard. Uh, you know, we, we had a good old time, but uh, you had to get the heck up out of here. Then afterwards it occurred to Angelique and I, what if this was this guy's house? What if it was his home in between there? Like, what if we just you know let's say he made a little nest for himself in between there? What if we just evicted him and he got family in the window? What are we going to do about that? So I don't know. That's just you know our latest crazy little adventure, uh, Lord of, of of Athens. And then we also last night, uh, Monday night, we went to Texas Roadhouse. For the first time, you know, I've never been. I thought I was like, wow, people always say such good things about Texas Roadhouse's uh, little rolls and cinnamon butter. I was like, this is going to be a great time. And let me tell you, fellas, do not take your girl to to Texas Roadhouse. That shit was not good. (laughs) And I'm going to be honest. Like, I mean, like, you know, anybody could have told me that you know yeah, anybody can say yeah. you know texas roadhouse is not that great but i just figured that the bread you know i figured it would have been one of those situations like you know in my mind i think olive garden is good because of its breadsticks you know like you know it's just uh eh, it's meh but the breadsticks you know make it so that way you come out you feeling like all right that wasn't a complete waste of time texas roadhouse i feel like did not live up to the hype uh the bread and butter combination did not live up to the hype so uh Shout to Texas Roadhouse. Um, you will not be missed. I will never be returning oh, wow. to your establishment. That's basically what it is right now, unless I get you know paid sponsored, something like that. That's how we. Uh, that's how we roll. Powered by Riverside Powered FM. Powered by Riverside FM. If Riverside FM yep. wants to sponsor me, um, for some type of I don't know Texas Roadhouse eating challenge or something, by all means. But uh, until then, we will not be returning to that establishment. Um, and it was very busy. Uh, it was very, like, oddly busy, you know, 30-minute wait for a Texas mm. Roadhouse on a Monday night. I mean, like, bro, mm. what are we doing, bro? I felt like that I was, like, good. It, it was just no good. So, overall, 5 out of 10 experience, basically. And wow. That, I, I feel like there were just other couple of little crazy things happening, but we don't have to get too into the weeds of that. Because I can't really remember off the top of my head. And I want to hear what's going on in Seattle instead
0: yeah i mean there's not much going on in seattle if i'm gonna keep it a hundo with you um your boy turned 28 on thursday yes. um which you know it's a thing i'm getting closer to 30 every year i'm getting closer to 30 don't know how i feel about that i want to see a little boy forever just like uh no pinocchio. pinocchio that's right just like pinocchio and um for my birthday, Peter Pan. My fault. Or I mean. Peter. But there we go. Peter and Pan. <laughs> and I was like Pinocchio. I was like, maybe I guess. He wanted to like,
1: become a little boy.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, I guess because he he wanted to be a boy forever instead of turning back in the wood or some shit. But anyway, oh um, we had a nice dinner, me and Amanda, um, at this nice Japanese restaurant. That was that was fire. Um, and met up with the gang. Jose, Matt, Jonathan, Brendan, uh, others. And we went to Hot Pot. Have you had Hot Mm, Pot before?
1: I have not. I've always wanted to
0: go. Okay, okay. So, yeah, I've gone a couple times, handful of times. In this place in particular, I've been, this was my third time going. It's called Swish Swish. Hmm. Shout out to Swish Swish. Um, It's like 30-something dollars uh, for all you can eat. That's pretty Um, good. So they were just bringing out meat, bringing out little seafood, veggies, all this stuff, and you boil them them in your own personal pot, and they'll be ready to eat. So that was a good time. I was like, it was like, you know, waving them on, being (laughs) like, bring that menu back, all right? We're not done here. We're not done here. I didn't eat breakfast, and then we went for lunch, so I was ready. So that was a good time. Then we went to Damon Buster's. Um, D and is always a good time. This time I went. Usually I go and I fall into the trap of like, oh yeah, I'll buy thirty five dollars worth of tokens and then I'll play one single game so I can maximize my ticket output. What
1: the? Heck? But I was
0: like, I'm I'm twenty eight. I'm getting too smart for this. So what I did was I went into the little prize section first, and I was like, all right, let me okay. see if there's anything worth getting here. And I went in there and I was like, no, no, all of this is garbage. We got (laughs) knockoff AirPods, knockoff, you know, basically knockoff of anything you could possibly think. It was all these name brands. I'm like, this is the shit that you take home. You boot up, you get one listen out of it. You turn it off and it never turns back on again. So like these these little, this little 70, 20 P webcam from a, a generic brand. I'm not, I'm not playing. I'm not spending my tickets on any of this. So I was like, i'll just have a good time um play some play some games so had a good time there me surprisingly bad at uh arcade games i thought it was good but apparently not what what game i mean literally amanda was dusting me in basically every arcade game (laughs) there was like you know even there was like an axe throwing game uh that one i actually did win one of them uh, basketball i was getting dusted in the classic basketball basketball i know right um i mean just basically every every game i was getting dusted. there were a couple here and there where i was like okay let me show out but it was like i'm like dang are all these machines i'm using broken like how come i'm always <laughs> coming in i'm not coming in first at all so uh but yeah overall it was a good time dave and buster's always a classic Um, and we'll see what we'll do next year for the birthday shenanigans for big old twin. Excellent, excellent. So stay tuned, folks. Stay tuned. Other than that, nothing too crazy going on. My hero still firing on all cylinders. I'm I'm loving this season. Uh, you know, Matt, as as we know our buddy Matt, he says that the first episode was meh, so he's officially canceled. I'm not giving him no more. I'm not giving him no more recommendations. He's (laughs) every time I hang out with this man, he brings up the fact that there was a baseball episode in Jujutsu Kaisen. I'm like, I, you know, oh my got God, himself that, that episode was that. good, too. That's, That's what I'm saying. The episode was good. He's like, he's like, well, at least can you believe that they put a baseball episode in an anime? Like, there's so much filler. I'm like, there's one filler episode and it was good. All right. Like, I do not want to hear this for you. So I'm like, I've given up. There's there's Mm-mm. nothing else I can you can't you can't help some people some people don't want to be helped and matters so I'm like I don't know what to do with you um, especially after calling this episode meh the first episode where we're absolutely boxing I mean people get messed up All right, the episode I saw this past weekend folks were getting I was like
1: the folks stakes are getting messed are high
0: up the stakes are high this ain't no baby this ain't no
1: uh, little school festival no more. Nah,
0: we ain't at homecoming no more. We're in
1: wartime, bro.
0: We ain't at homecoming, bro. No Hoko. We're getting enlisted, all right? We're on the front lines now, okay? Hell yeah. So, we, uh, I need to add the sound effect. Oh, man. All right, I'm going to look for the sound effect. Um, What sound effect? I won't won't spoil it. I won't spoil it. I'm going to look for a sound effect, and I'm going to upload it to the soundboard sometime during the episode if I can find it, but... All right. Uh, if you need time right yeah. now, I do have one. I got another story I can tell. Okay, okay, okay. It's a short one, but
1: it might be enough time. Um, so last week, uh, I did mention that I was gonna be working on a guitar hero modification, baby. However, oh boy. You know, tragedy tragedy struck. But it's not what you may be thinking. I'm actually about to be. I'm about to pick some. Uh, we're we're starting beef here. Basically, I ordered um a couple of parts uh online about 80 dollars worth of materials in order to help bring my hobby to life um and amazon did not deliver that's all i'm gonna say right now amazon did not deliver i got literally everything i need except the actual raspberry pi uh pico pico whatever you want to call it i believe it's called the pico it's a little mini raspberry pi that i was gonna slot just slap right into my guitar hero controller or my guitar hero guitar and i don't have that now so um I'm sitting here. Uh no modifications been done on my guitar. Uh I'm sad. Life is terrible and I'm gonna have to wait until this weekend when I go back to Atlanta. Um, so that way I can go ahead and stop by Micro Center. Good old reliable Micro Center. See Micro Center never lets me down. I'm gonna be honest with you. I've not so far I am what, three for three at Micro Center? Never been let down so far. Wow. So or no, I'm two for two. And I'm about to be three for three when I go this weekend to get my uh, Raspberry Pi. Um, okay. So, Amazon, you're on a you're on timeout for the next uh, couple of weeks until Black Friday rolls around. Um, but until then, you're not getting into any of my business. I'll tell you that much right now. So, okay. okay. Yeah.
0: I'm not going to lie. I didn't hear any of that story. I was looking That's for this That's okay. Script, but I, I know I you did. didn't want to hear it. I did. I was doing a lot of work. I was uh, putting a video through the YouTube to MP3 converter just for this clip. Oh, I will probably only use once. But basically, okay. I've seen we've seen a lot of uh, TV over the past couple days. And uh, Game of Thrones just ended. Uh, House of the Dragon, mm. I mean, just ended. We got My Hero. And then basically, in all of these shows, we had a moment where we, we, we looked at a character and we said... He ain't gonna be in rush hour three. Let ah, me ah, ah, ah. tell you, there we go, baby. Yo, there we go. Too good. That's the clip I wanted. That's the clip I wanted. With that being said, let's just go ahead and get into the dang Wait show, a minute. baby. I lost you, bro. My audio's messed up. Oh no, is it can you still not hear me? Wait a minute, hold on one second. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. While we're fixing this, we're gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna jump right into the episode. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to episode 225 of the Player Player Podcast. Before we get started, I want to give a big thank you to the both old and new additions to our crew tuning in to listen to us do what we do. And what is that, sin?
1: Talk about video games.
0: Talk about video games. Every Thursday, of every week, we gather around the virtual water cooler to discuss video games and the culture surrounding them. I'm your host, Joseph Hooper, a.k.a. The Hoot Man, along with my co-host, the big banana himself, Arsene Lakpa
1: hey guys it's me big banana lock by here you know i'm full of full of banana and you don't want to slip on me hey guys yeah look at me
0: oh no nah, that reminds me i can't wait until we get uh what's his name that one video game <laughs> but yeah just <laughs> uh, really. high on life baby life. Jeez, 12, 12 9, 13
1: like one of okay. the one of the two <laughs>
0: Just in time okay. for my B-Day. That's all I'm saying. Wow. Wow. Just a quick reminder, guys. If you guys want to help support the show, uh, we have a co link in the bottom of the description or in the description just in general. Uh, you guys can help support hosting costs for the year. Uh, if you guys want to join the Discord, you want to access to our social medias or any of that stuff, all that information is in the Discord. As well as a custom-made little description of the episode that we make every single week for you guys. It's beautiful. A nice beautiful. little goof. I'll tell you right now, our sins will descriptions are way better than mine because I'd be logging into the little uh, podcast board. I'm like, what the hell? What is this man talking about? <laughs> They're not bad. Trying- They're just
1: out of pocket.
0: They are out of pocket. I uh, I, I basically try and describe what I think the episode's about <laughs> because like, I'm like, by the time I'm uploading, I'm like, dang, what did we even talk about? I don't remember. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Let's get into the episode. Um, Now, you guys at home may be wondering, like, what topic have I prepared for us today? Like, what exciting thing can we talk about? And let me tell you right now, I put a lot of thought and creativity into this topic. And by that, I mean, I mean, like, I was like, I don't even know what I want to talk about this week. I was like, I'm feeling like, should we even have a topic? And that's when I thought about it. That's when the Grandmaster Idea came together Today, we'll be talking about our biggest pet peeves in gaming. I'm a be mm. number one. Let's go. Yeah. Baby. Okay. When I came up with this. That was all sarcasm. This is a lazy ass topic. Uh, I did not put any thought into this. This came to me in a vision five seconds before I started the show. So that's what we're going to talk about. We got a lot of games coming up, guys. We got uh, Plague Tale Requiem. We're both in the process of playing that. We got God of War right around the corner. I'm going Blackout. Y'all ain't going to hear from me when that game comes out. We got freaking Signalis, which people are saying is a fire game for some reason. I'm going to have to hop on. I'm going to have to insert that into my goddamn routine as well. And don't even get me started because I still got one movie to go through in Immortality, all right? So the last couple months of the year are getting really busy. We're going to be talking about a lot of games this last couple of weeks. And you guys need to know, what grinds our gears as we talk about these games. All right. So that's what we're talking about. Our biggest pet peeves in gaming. And let me tell you, I talked about Kena, I think last week or two weeks ago, mm-hmm. I talked about uh, the hopes I had for it and where it fell short. And I think that's where I'll start this discussion. I think maybe my number one, num- numero uno pet peeve in a game is when a game has some, hard-ass combat
1: but (laughs) sloppy
0: controls all right yes i will say it for the people in the back for the developers in the back for the publishers back whoever's making these decisions if you are gonna have hard combat and you are gonna have like the normal different you know i'm not talking about you put your game on super hard mode just because you want to challenge that's different you know people who do Mm. that will do that that's for them on normal the normal difficulty should be the baseline all right and if you're fighting these enemies, either they're bullet spongy or, you know, they get you hit and they get you killed on one hit, or you can't like see their attack pattern easily. If you're going to have that level of difficulty in your games, the combat controls need to be tight. All right. I can't have no lag in my button presses. I can't have no frame drops. I can't have no long ass delayed animations coming out. None of that. I'm going to be upset. All right. Um, so, That's why Elden Ring can get away with the hard combat. Uh, They have mastered the idea of, you know, having, oh, like you have your uh, invincibility frames. So you know that when you press this button, you are safe for this amount of time. You know, Mm -hmm. if you parry at this exact moment, regardless of what enemy it is, you will be able to basically counter and leave the enemy open for attack or whatever. Um, A lot of games try to replicate this but have some sloppy some sloppiness in the implementation and i think that can absolutely ruin a game especially a game that relies heavily on combat so that's my number one pet peeve
1: and just to piggyback off that it's i mean the responsiveness it just has to be there i mean i know you already mentioned that with like the lag and whatnot but like yo i i think you know once again to the game developers out there just copy the template you got you got dark souls uh Bloodborne, Sekiro, all the FromSoft games—they they know what the—they uh they know how to keep it tight. You got games like Hollow Knight, blasphemous Miss, those Metroidvanias—they know how to keep it tight and responsive. Why? Why can't everybody do that? That's all. I'm, that's all I am saying. Why can't everybody just make it the the controls feel as tight and as sharp as possible? Like if you want to go for a light, little fluffy, airy, you know, you know, floaty game, mm-hmm. you are just gonna have to turn the difficulty down because that don't make no damn sense. Um. Anyways, into my, my first little pet peeve here. Um, this is a, a hot topic, I think, uh, that a lot of people, at least uh, those who are in the multiplayer sphere, have been uh, griping about for the past few uh, weeks. Overwatch 2, Battle Pass system, the, the change from loot boxes to Battle Passes, never in my life, in my 25 years of life, did I think I would say, damn, I wish we had battle pa- or I wish we had loot boxes, bro. I wish we had more loot boxes because overwatch blizzard y'all have gone and fucked the game up beyond recognition. <laughs> I want to be honest with you, bro. You can't earn shit no more. There's no way to really earn like, you know, your skin currencies or anything like that. People are making notes of the fact that the battle pass is kind of dog dookie. If you want to get, um, uh, what was it? it there's like a, a skin bundle, right? 2,600 coins. That, you know, ends up being, I think, around like twenty six or twenty-six dollars something like that. But the way they've got it set up, they don't sell uh any like five dollar packs, any one dollar packs. So you gotta spend like you gotta buy two twenty dollar packs basically, or some shit like that, in order to actually get these skins. And it's just scam. So I think what my my actual pet peeve here is poor uh microtransaction management. Mm. some games some Mm. games they they they're able to they're able to handle it like you know as much as you know people may talk about fortnite i think fortnite has the formula down pat um you purchase that battle pass 750 coins or 950 coins or something like v bucks or whatever um that's Mm -hmm. like 10 bucks you then are able to get uh, like a you know plethora of like pretty cool little cosmetic skins or whatever whatnot. And then you, on top of that, you're also able to earn your currency back in order to pay it forward to your next season. If you're really, you know, out here playing Fortnite like that, that's mm-hmm. awesome. I think that's a perfect way to handle this situation. And then, you know, they have the shop separately if you really want to go in and get those uh, um, extra cosmetics and whatnot. Other games, they just they just haven't figured out the model yet. And I think that's uh, where a lot of problems come. That's where a lot of people start, you know, bitching and moaning,
0: including myself. So poor mm-hmm. micro, poor, poor microtransactions they gotta go that's all i'm saying so yeah this i guess i'll comment on this as well like i don't have as much of a horse in this race i do because i do play multiplayer games every now and again and mm-hmm. i 100 agree with what you're saying like this happened 100 with halo where mm. you have the battle pass just dog dookie progressions and where you are just looking at it and you're like Bro, i don't even want half of this stuff like and i'm paying all this money for this battle pass like what are we doing um whereas i i do think like fall guys may have done it right even though progression on that seems kind of hard as well maybe not as not not anymore because they have so many different game types but having mm-hmm. all the crowns to unlock the things on the battle pass seemed like a grind for sure but at least the costumes were were pretty good so i think there is tiers. like obviously dog dookie tier. we're talking halo we're talking um overwatch 2 apparently you don't want the stuff that's on the battle pass in the first place and you can't it's almost impossible to get the stuff that you actually do want without shelling out tons of money then we have the next layer where it's like fall guys where it's like okay the stuff on the battle pass is good but you have to grind quite a bit to get the stuff like actually unlock stuff which is a pain and then i think the second to highest tier we have apex where Mm. I think a big part of it is they actually do have some pretty compelling skins to all of the characters and they're constantly releasing characters. So uh, similar to overwatch, like you can look in and you say, I mean, overwatch has some really, really good skins as well. But like you said, it's it's not easy to earn them. Apex is kind of like, Hey, we got a lot of these skins. You do basically just have to pay up front, but then there is that loot box aspect that they still have where you can like unlock packs or rewards and stuff, which I mean, it's crazy that people are asking for loot boxes back. I never thought I'd see the day after. You know, how... honestly, I think it might just be me. I'm going to be honest. With okay. You. Okay. 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 But, you know, I do, I do like the apex model. I don't know if it's the, mm-hmm. you know, mystery or the, the idea that every time you win a game or you hit that milestone, you have a chance to unlock something good. Cause honestly, reminiscing back on my apex times, I was getting garbage uh, out of those loot boxes <laughs> most of the time anyways, but, um, That's neither here nor there. The ultimate tier, like you said, is Fortnite. I don't know why people just don't copy the Fortnite verbatim. Um, I don't know if it's because Fortnite obviously has millions upon millions upon maybe billions of dollars. Um, So they obviously have a huge team to churn out skins and keep the store populated with, you know, interesting stuff. But I feel like that should be like priority number two. Like outside of the core mechanics and core balances, like You know, get your core maps on there, get your season, your seasonal map or, and have that, you know, locked in for like the next two or three seasons and then have Mm -hmm. some, have some dedicated team to work on those skins and keep the store fresh and exciting because that's core. Like even before Fortnite had the billions of dollars to make all these marketing deals with every IP under the sun they were still putting out pretty cool unique skins like i remember back when we were playing in the really og days there was that battle pass that we did with the guy who had like the neon jacket and the fox Mm, mask and that was like the the key battle pass um item and then you could still go into the store and get some pretty cool stuff whether it was dances or stuff like stuff people were highly excited about so um yeah, we gotta get the stores like if we're gonna migrate to games as a service, if we want these games that live on for years and years and years, we gotta figure out the store situation because I think that's honestly 70% of the fun for a lot of these games. Like, yes, Halo feels good to play, Apex feels good to play, I'm sure Overwatch feels good to play, but people want to customize their characters, people want to feel like they're being rewarded for spending their time, especially if we're mm-hmm. doing thousands, thousands thousand of hours. So I agree. I agree with that. Um, let me think. What would be another pet peeve of mine? Wh- which, which one should I pull out? I'm trying to think of the games that I've played recently. Um, okay, I got one. Uh, enemy variety, all right? Another okay. pet peeve I have is when I'm playing a game, if I'm just fighting the same enemy over and over and over again, and there's no creativity to where the enemy might show up, where the enemy, uh, what the enemy looks like, what the strategy to take down the enemy is, I'm going to get kind of bored and that's going to really deter the gameplay experience for me. Like there are some situations where, Hey, like I'm playing Spider-Man, I'm fighting a lot of thugs, but because Spider-Man can fight in an open world and his gameplay mechanics allow him to handle enemies using that world around him. Mm -hmm. things become fun right i can i'm fighting enemies on the roof i'm throwing them off the roof and they're definitely (laughs) not dying because that's what they say you know they're getting webbed up allegedly um there's a lot of fun and creativity you can do in that open space um even with god of war right a big complaint of the first one was oh like i'm fighting the same enemy over and over again well for like the draugrs and kind of like the mob enemies like those were fun because I was in the area. I had my Leviathan axe and I could switch up how I combo this, these enemies and use my abilities to take down a lot of these guys. For mm-hmm. me, the per, like when we talk about God of War 2018, the issue came when I was fighting those big old troll guys with the, with the giant sticks or whatever, where it's like, okay, oh, I got it. Yeah, yeah. I'm taking down this troll guy the exact same time. Like, or the exact same way over and over. Like sometimes maybe there's two troll guys, but I'm still going to have to do the same quick time event. And it just gets old, especially after the second time. Like I would love to see, even if I have to take down the enemy in the same way, I would love to see a different skin on the enemy or like a slightly different attack pattern. Um, That was kind of like a a love-hate relationship I had with Elden Ring. Like I can't complain because Elden Ring obviously had more bosses than any game you can probably think of. But (laughs) there were points where I'm going into the crypt and I saw this chess piece-looking motherfucker. I'm like, okay, I fought this man like maybe 12, (laughs) 13 times at this point and I'm still fighting him. But to their credit, they did their best to switch it up. Sometimes that chess piece had a couple moves of that that chess piece had not had before. Sometimes mm-hmm. they threw two chess pieces at me. Um, and like they were slightly varied. So there was a little different di- differentiation with that. But if I'm going into a game and I'm like, okay, this is a combat arena. Clearly. Like I have to like kite my, I have to base the story takes me into this place, seals off all the exits. And I only have a limited set of moves to handle these spongy guys that I have to fight through the entire game. It's kind of a pain for me, so I, I like some enemy variety.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely agree with that one. Um, back on my end, I'm thinking. Uh, I, I was thinking back to you know a little bit of our discussion um, when we briefly talked about Plague Tale Requiem and how we you made a, a comment about what was it? It was the when like after a mission. Um, you made it to some you know you went through all these you know trials and tribulations to find you know xyz person and then it was basically mm-hmm. they cut you back to the um back to the beginning you know they were like oh well we we got them so that was it i'm gonna actually you know flip the script on that one i personally don't like when you have to i guess the what's the best way to describe it that was like you know over backtracking you know over involved like you know fetch quests those types of things where i'm sitting here and i have to go grab you know some item or something that or a series of items that may not be that important and then i have to go all the way back to you know the beginning the start and you know kind of walk my way all the way back through um you know enemies back through different little pathways that i may not have been the best um at the time and it's just it's just not a good time man i personally i don't i don't i don't like the uh, the whole a lot of the, the little backtracking uh, mechanics but i don't know you may feel differently i don't know so you're not you're, you're shaking your um, head
0: not your head i'm doing giving you a lot of signals give me um, some signals so i i agree i think worse than what i was complaining about in plague tail i, I do not like the backtracking like what would have been worse? So like we were saying, there's sections in Plague Tale where they're like, oh yeah, we got to get to this fucking butcher or we got to get to this botanist or something. And you're, Mm -hmm. it is a slog, bro. It is a movie trying to get to this person. And then you get to them and you're like, okay, all right, we did what we needed to. And then two seconds later, you're back at home you're like, all right. So we went through all of this near death experience (laughs) to get there, but apparently getting back, it was just a a cake. We didn't even need to show that, which is like, it's just dumb. It's just like, okay, I just spent so much effort and now I'm just back to the starting place without any explanation. I just think that's goofy. What would have been worse is if they did, we're like, all right, we got it. Now actually walk your ass back, right? You know, Ideally, I would love one, either not to backtrack, two, to fast travel, have some explanation where it's like, hey, we got here, but hey, we cleared the area out. So, or like mm-hmm. the threat is gone. So, hey, we can get back, no problem. Like that—that's the explanation. But yeah, backtracking, hell no. Anytime I'm repeating quests, anytime I'm doing anything that I did before in a game, I'm getting pissed. So, <laughs> I, do, I do not like backtracking. That is—I that, guess hell that no. is a pet peeve of mine. Um, I had something. I, I was gonna. I, I guess I think I was gonna say like bad dialogue. Like
1: mm. or just like
0: bad I don't know. I guess bad dialogue is one, but I'm trying to think of an example of a game that has bad dialogue that I that really stood out to me and I can't really think of one. Are you thinking like, like a
1: cheesy type dialogue where like the like the actual Dialogue itself, or like the actual words themselves, are you know not too great. Or are you thinking more like the way that it's being delivered and like the formatting it that it's being delivered is kind of bad. So
0: bad. I, I guess like, okay, here's a good example, right? Um, when the potential for a story is really good, but the delivery mm-hmm. and like the actual content of the story is just kind of like head scratcher or whack or like just awkward or cringe or something, so. Like mm-hmm. I guess a big example that of recent is like how people were seeing the first spoken trailer, where uh, the dialogue was so cheap. Like this world seems super cool, and you're wondering what's going on. And the main character's like, "Uh, like how did I get here? Like <laughs> this is so <laughs> like weird, bestie, or whatever." <laughs> um Another explanation, of course. You know, I hate to even say say his name, the curse curse name on this podcast, but Kingdom Hearts three. You start oh. that game off. And they got you sitting in that damn sorcerer's room for 30 minutes trying to figure out what's going on with the story, bro.
1: It's the lore. You need to know, bro.
0: I understand it's the lore, but the (laughs) delivery is terrible. It's literally like. It's literally like you might as well put two little. You ever play, uh, you ever use Unity and you have like the little pills? That you use as uh, characters before you even start doing anything. You might as well <laughs> put them motherfuckers on there and just have the audio playing as the camera switches back and forth. That's all there is, bro. Like there is a certain level level of lore delivery. Even like I'm not even gonna take the most extreme answer with Last of Us, which obviously is like in an upper echelon of its own when it, when we mm-hmm. talk about like delivering lore. But even like delivering the lore of a game like uh Death's Door, right? it's so simplistic but the characters every character you come across has personality like you don't spend too long with them they tell you everything you need to know and then you keep them moving like sometimes you learn things just by looking around in the environment sometimes like you do have to sit down and have a long conversation with a character but every character has their own personality that kind of owns the 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 moment right where you're like, oh, I'm talking to pothead. This dude has a pot forehead. <laughs> he's like so cheery and he has his own personality. And that's what I'm focusing on while he's giving me this information. And he's like, oh, he's in trouble because he got cursed. And like, I'm feeling for this guy because he seems like a cool guy. I need to help him out. Whereas in Kingdom Hearts, I'm like, all right, we got all these people. You know, we, we spent eight plus games or whatever the fuck with these people <laughs> and it's like oh yeah like this person took the mastery of the keys oh he key key something key heart of hearts hearts and you're just like looking back and you're like who the fuck am I supposed to focus on who like what who like
1: for it what's the situation
0: for a game where it's like I haven't seen the characters in it's almost like you know graduating high school and then coming back (laughs) after college and meeting some of the people you knew in high school you're like bro you're a different person bro that's how it feels (laughs) in kingdom hearts because there's no personality
1: in how you're conveying the
0: lines so um i hate that man i love like even if you have the most simplistic no dialogue ass story i would love for characters to just have some personality when conveying whatever the message of the game is so to okay so a quick little piggyback
1: and i just want to get your opinion on this so i know sure we i guess i i want to know how you feel about the like this may not exactly fall in the same category here but like the way that lines or like you know i guess scenes are constructed in the bethesda type games you know because it's it, the, the the dialogue itself like the words themselves maybe all right, but, you know, there's always that, like, awkward, like, you know, framing the way that they frame their mm-hmm. characters mm-hmm. where, you know, you come to talk to somebody and all of a sudden it's like they come, like, you know, real close to the camera and shit, and, like, it doesn't seem very like a natural flow, because I don't think there are any, like, real cutscenes, yeah, in those games, in any of the, the Bethesda games. What do you feel about those and that type of dialogue?
0: So this is interesting, because it kind of ties okay. into my other, other pet peeve is that i hate when games have the illusion of choice or the illusion Mm, that something matters right i think the reason that fallout and a lot of those bethesda games work so well is that when you have dialogue with characters in those types of games you know that anything can happen right like anytime you pick a dialogue option that could you know start a fight that could you know the person could sprint off and we could start you know going into a quest like anything Mm -hmm. can happen uh when you're you know having a conversation like you could be playing fallout and you see somebody running across the map for whatever reason and you interact with them and yes this awkward pan and there's just a setting of choices but once you ask like what are you running from they'd say stop trying to talk to me look right behind you and you're in a fight right so i think (laughs) They have earned the the right to do that because like players hang on to every interaction you have with a character because of because they show that anything can happen. Um so okay. I don't have a problem with that. So Okay, okay. No big deal. I was just uh I was just interested. But I
1: i do you know, I guess I'm not gonna steal this from you. But I didn't want to talk about ahead. the I didn't want to talk about like the illusion of choice thing. Um and how honestly I will. I will come back. On, I will. All right. I'll come. I'll come back. We'll come back to this one when you when you bring it up. I'm trying to think. Did I have another thing that irritates me with games? Hmm. I don't know. I think I might be. I, there's probably something. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go ahead and talk about illusion of choice now that it's you know fresh on my mind. But then once we sure. once we're done with that, I might have another
0: one. Go. You can go ahead and
1: tell me what you what are you thinking.
0: So yeah like there is a good way to do it and there is a bad way to do it like there are Mm -hmm. some levels there are some games obviously where choice does matter like the things you say the things you do are going to have a critical impact on how the rest of the game plays out we're talking life is strange we're talking the witcher i mean honestly the witcher three is a good and bad choice because honestly, at the very end of the game, you just have a different couple different cutscenes. But mm-hmm. there are some games that actually have you know great impact. Fallout is another example. You can blow up Nuketown, and that is a huge choice, um, and that'll you know have consequences throughout the rest of the game. Or depending on who, what faction you side with. I hate games that give you so many different dialogue choices. Like, allow me to oh, let me say this thing. Especially if there's no voice dialogue at all, it's like. Why just tell your story that you want to tell me? Let me just go <laughs> back. And, why are you having me pick different options? If the characters are going to react pretty much the same way, if like all the things are just going to tie, like, Oh, I can pick an aggressive thing or I can pick a non-aggressive thing, but in the end, they're just going to end up at in, in the same circle. Um, it just seems like a waste of time. Like it, it's kind of like, I don't know if like we as gamers have gotten smart, where it's like okay obviously this doesn't matter or like i'm after two choices you know the stuff that you choose doesn't matter or whatever like there Mm -hmm. are some games that do it well where it's like guardians of the galaxy um there were a lot of choices in that game where i was like shoot like i do not know like this actually could and like and it was kind of the thing where you start the game and like the choices are big like i think that's the way you present them like having these minor dialogue choices or like Choosing something and seeing that nothing happens—it just seems like a waste of time. It doesn't provide value, and it makes the game feel like cheapened in a way. Where it's like, oh, okay, so Mm. there's just choices in the there's just choices in this game that don't matter. There's basically filler content that doesn't make me feel good. Whereas Guardians of the Galaxy, they're like, all right, should we keep this llama or should we keep these weapons? And like in my head, regardless of what the choice actually does or how much it impacts the game later, it's like, okay. I am choosing to keep something that is probably going to be very crucial, right? If I make a choice and throughout the rest of the game, I'm thinking what would have happened if I would have did this back here. That's a good choice. That's a good Mm -hmm. illusion of choice or, you know, giving players choice. Like if I immediately forget about the choice and it never has impact on anything later down the road, I'm like, you're just wasting my time. And it feels like you're just trying to give little caveats to the story to kind of make it more appealing i don't know but it seems like a waste to me the first uh
1: you know i think this is a very small scale example of this but the first thing that always comes to my mind when i think illusion of choice in the beginning of the goddamn pokemon games bro where these <laughs> motherfuckers will come to you and they'll say it will be like you know just the beginning of the game right mm-hmm. you walk up and talk to somebody and they'll be like hmm or like you'll talk to like the professor and they'll be like uh do you, will you uh help complete my pokedex and then it'll be like yes or no, and it's like obviously like they're gonna give you this fucking item. They, like, that's the part of the game. Why would you give me the option? And then you hit no, and then he's like, eh, no, I think you're gonna want to, you're gonna want to <laughs> get this puggy deck. So how about now? And then they they loop you through. They won't oh, let you can't no. pick you, So it's like, why would you give me this option if you're yeah. not gonna have, like? I mean, obviously, yeah. why? If, okay. Right, you know, oh my God, I'm blowing <laughs> up <laughs> <laughs> right now. It's not important. I was literally about to pop out It is not that important. <laughs> but you get you get the gist of it. You get what I'm saying about that. Yeah. I, I definitely agree with the uh with the illusion of choice thing. It is uh very, very bad if done wrong. Yeah. Um I still kinda don't have a, another pet peeve. I th- I think I think I might have to tap out unless you have uh some other ones.
0: I'm trying to think if I have any other ones. I feel like I'm with ex- with the exception of like the things we've already mentioned. I'm pretty forgiving about stuff that happens. I mean, I think you know. I don't know if this is a pet peeve, but I think some games just go on far too long. Mm. Like you know, a lot of the a lot of games have at least one act that where it's like we just didn't have to add this in here. Like if we would have took this out, the game would have been the perfect pace. Like you know no need to pad the game for content like i know some people mm-hmm. might want that or whatever but just kind of unnecessary like feeling like you're at the end of the game and then you still have to go even longer like last of us 2 is the perfect example you know i don't you know that that is one of the greats so i don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't played it cuz i think everybody should play it at some point but uh you definitely get to the end of the game and there's like another hour plus of content enough. <laughs> where you're just like, and it's not like, like it adds to the story, but it is so disjointed and like tacked on. It feels like where it's like, oh, I'm literally learning about a whole new faction of World, people. Yeah. Yeah. Like a whole new section. Right. Um, at, in the last Minutes of the game, and it just feels exhausting, right? You're like, okay, like I have to learn about these people, I have to learn how they act, I have to learn how to, you know, sneak around them or how to approach them, approach combat around these people. Like, I don't know this area, this is a whole, like, I'm in a completely new map. Feels like a new game, yeah. And it's just like, just let me in, right? You're telling a compelling story, like, you don't have to draw out that conclusion if you don't really have a lot to say. In between you know the beats um so i think don't, i don't know if that's a pet peeve but it is certainly annoying when a game goes a little longer than it needs to not specifically tied to games there is one more thing that kind of annoys me and it's when people say that it's not fair to talk about video game price when it current when it comes to like a review of a game 'Cause like I understand what they say they're saying where it's mm. like, oh, like people get upset when it's like when someone says, Oh, this isn't worth seventy dollars, but it would be worth blah blah blah. It's like, oh well okay. you should you you should review the game on the merits of the game. Like, um, you know, the fact that they charge seventy dollars is irrelevant. Like you should just, you know, say if it's a good game or not. And I disagree with that. You disagree? I think, okay. I think price is crucial into the buying process. And reviews are meant to uh, influence purchases um, and tell you where you should spend your money, essentially, or where you should spend your time and money. Uh, So I do think price is a factor. Now I don't think price is the should be the driving factor. Like in like for example, if I'm doing a review and I'm putting that review on a website. And that website is going to stand the test of time. People are going to come back to this review when there's a Steam sale, when there's X, Y, and Z. I don't think you should put it in your written review or your review video and say, well, blah, blah, blah. But if you are playing a game that's being charged full price, like I I said, like for Kenna, if I would have bought that game at whatever it was for full price, 40 bucks or whatever, I would have been Mm -hmm. very disappointed. But I want everybody to know I don't think you should pay full price for that game, but if the things that I talked about in the game seem seem interesting to you, just know about the, the the drawbacks. Just know that you know if it's on sale, if this dissuades you, like if my review dissuades you, if it's on sale, I do worth. I do think it's worth getting. Um, I just don't think it's fair to say we can never talk about price when it comes to games because I don't think they are mutually exclusive. Yes, the price fluctuates over time, but when the game comes out and it is $70 and that is a Mm -hmm. big chunk of game. And somebody's like, you know, the game was all right, you know, but you know, I, you know, I don't want to comment on the $70 thing. It was all right. Usually it's like, okay, like (laughs) there, there are so many games out here that I think, you know, this might sound messed up or whatever. I don't think it sounds that messed up, but I think there are a lot. There are so many games out there today that would, that deserve that $70 more if we're like Mm. reviewing on all certain levels that I would rather you spend your money on a developer that got everything right more often or the first time uh, when these games are releasing side by side. So if Elden ring comes out at $70 and you only have the choice to spend $70 on that or whatever uh, video game X and video game X is fine but it has a lot of problems. Then I'm going to say video game X really isn't worth the $70. I will wait until it goes on sale. Get Elden Ring because that is truly Hmm. a masterpiece. And I guess theoretically your review score should reflect that. Um, But like if a game is like $5 and all right, I'll, I'll buy it and play it. I'll support the devs then. But if a game is all right and $70, like I'm not buying saints row. But if it's five dollars, I'll try it. You know what I'm saying? So,
1: I see what you're saying.
0: Hmm. But
1: I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I, I definitely agree with what you're saying. But then at that point, it's just like, do we even does it even really matter to even say? Like, I guess you're saying that it's okay to say, like, not in the official context of your
0: review. Mm-hmm yeah i I think
1: in the actual just discussions if we're you know in the twitter sphere anywhere mm -hmm. social media that's fine
0: i think where it comes down to it is like when a game releases is when it's usually the most prevalent it's like okay if a game is a 10 out of 10 a 9 out of 10 even an 8 out of 10 i think that goes without saying that hey like i'm endorsing this game this game is good enough for your money go ahead and get it the question then becomes okay if a game is a 7 out of 10 usually it's like the 7 out of 10 range or even the 6 out of 10 game like what are you saying with that review like um for example uh a lot of people wanted to know last of us part one remastered came out and it was full price 70, $70 yeah. like okay yeah it's the same game we know it's a 9 out of 10 a 10 out of 10 or whatever it's literally the same game there's no reason why it would be lower but is it worth the $70 like Mm. I think that's a discussion that's worth having um where same thing with cyberpunk right game $70 people are reviewing it it's buggy people want to know is it worth $70 should you wait like people are oh it's good but they're bugs so you know I think there are cases some people it seems like some people are like hey like last of us part one should be reviewed only on its merits but I also think that's kind of misleading right because one it's recycled content yeah Uh, and you know people want to know if it's actually worth the money to go back and play it again ultimately that that's a choice that everybody has to make for themselves but i do like to hear people's perspective on it um problem is it's kind of hard for reviewers to give that perspective a lot of times Mm -hmm. if they don't like if they did not pay for the game um because it's like okay you didn't really pay 70 dollars if you got the review code or whatever um can you truly if you got this for free can you tell somebody else if it's worth the money i don't know it's it's kind of hard but i see what you're saying okay okay interesting interesting i like that one i think that's all i got
1: i have one more i oh, just thought yeah, of I it think. you know right at the end here um i don't know if you'll agree with me on this one but i don't like well Sometimes I like it, but most times I feel like I don't like when future content of a game, like if I'm within a game, right? Mm-hmm. um Progression is tied to like collection, you know. So I guess maybe mm-hmm. that you know really comes into effect in like the collectathon style games. So you mm-hmm. know, you, you know, throw it back to maybe like you know some of the OG Mario games, some of the OG mm-hmm. Jack daxter type games, where it's like where they're like, okay, you're gonna have to get you know. 13 jujubes in order to mm. move on to level two or something like that yeah. and then you know at in the beginning you know it always you know seems all right where i'm like okay I'll get, I'll get you your five i'll get you your 10 jujubes then by the end we're talking about you gotta have 70 and shit like that that's the shit that like i feel like that's a little bit of a pet peeve on my mm. end but you know i think it's a yeah. very minor one because at the end of the day you know if the game other than that is pretty uh solid then it won't bother me but it is a little bit of a pet peeve which i guess is you know the definition of pet peeve
0: okay yeah I, I see that i think i had the same issue and you know although this is damn near perfect game celeste like i went mm-hmm. back to play like the final dlc and i was like oh you need to have x number of strawberries to get to oh, this game or no. and i was like, Oof, like i don't know I, <laughs> i'm still rusty bro i do not know if i can get these for you, I'm sorry, and I never played that DLC, which is kind of a bummer. So that's yeah, messed up. It. it is. It is. Mm-mm. But that's that's pretty much it, guys. I, I, you know, every once in a while, we got to get the negative thoughts out. We, we got to get our yeah. flush our system out because we got a lot of good games we we're we're playing. Uh, and you know, I, my alarm went off. My calendar had a little reminder that said, Make sure you insert some Kingdom Hearts slander in, in this week's episode. Whoa, so I had to figure out how it's gonna have that day. Don't do that, yeah. We you can't do that, you know, had, you know. I had to figure out how to slander Kingdom Hearts 3. So, with it. that, guys, you know, we really appreciate you for coming and listening to this whole episode. Thank you if you enjoyed it. As always, please subscribe to, to us on your podcasting platform of choice. Rate us five stars on iTunes and Spotify and tell your friends about us. Let me go ahead and repeat that one more time. Rate us five stars on iTunes and Spotify. I know how many people are listening to this goddamn show. If you've listened to this far, just go ahead and uh, and rate us five stars, please. It'll help us out a lot, help discoverability, all that good stuff. If you guys want updates about future episodes and giveaways um, or just want to come and join the conversation, uh, links, like I said, are in the description of this video, including the link to our Discord, uh, our social media links, um, link to our Kofi if you want to help support all that good stuff. So go ahead, check the description out uh, and follow us and join the Discord and all that good stuff. Big shout out to Aaron Miller as always uh, for the intro music. You can follow him at the Miller Child on Instagram. You can find me on social media. As the Hoot Man, where the E is a three, and you can find my co-host Arsin here as Pax Arseneca on Twitter and Twitch, and Arsin Lakpa on Instagram. Once again, all that stuff is in the description. And until next time, guys, keep gaming. Game on, folks.